Hello and welcome to the Nerd Out Loud podcast where we talk about the thing that you nerd out about and we nerd out about and everybody nerds out about and we have some great things in store for you tonight including a special guest appearance from two live at least when we talk to them <laughs> airline pilots yes to talk about the as of yet one i think is is a fan yeah and the other at least had no idea what was going on one of them <laughs> has listened before the other one so will we can say will yes <laughs> has listened before and his friend Mike was also on the phone and Will told me afterwards that he loaded up Mike's phone to figure out how to download the show. Yeah. So how are you doing, Christy? Have you gotten a job yet? No, sadly, I don't have a job yet. You need to get on that. <laughs> Thanks. Because you're going to run out of money soon. Yes. Very <laughs> true. But. Well, the, I mean, I don't know how much I talked about last time i'm technically employed until march 31st but i make half of my salary so you're just half employed half employed yes (laughs) (laughs) look out guys we're coming at you tonight (laughs) oh no he thinks he's a radio morning dj (laughs) channeling my inner bald brian (laughs) i'm probably not gonna do that too much because i will get incredibly distracted staring at my phone but I, yeah, I still have my, the phone plugged into the soundboard because... <laughs> so again, if anyone knows of any jobs... Yeah, so if you're looking for... Um, if you know any jobs, and not just any job, but uh, cool job. a job that somebody with very few talent or skill could do... Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Like> you! <laughs> call, then call Christy! Because <laughs> she's looking for work. You need to like she's like you're like laying down and it's distracting. Like Well, I don't feel sit- good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Get with the program. That's what my dad used to say. Get with the program here, wise. If you if you were sitting up, you you would be able to do your homework easier. <laughs> yeah. If you're sitting up straight. No, that's not true, dad. Or if you weren't laying on the couch, you wouldn't be cold. Those things aren't real. It's just things that my dad would say. Well, if you would get up and start jogging or something, you wouldn't be cool. Yeah, well, whenever you're watching Saturday morning cartoons, you don't want to <laughs> get up. You want to wear your pajamas and have yeah. a blanket. Because that was one thing I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska. And my dad had a thing about he would not turn the heat on until October. Sometimes in Nebraska, it snows in October. I mean, more often than not we would be wearing full snowsuits over our halloween inside no not inside oh okay. i mean trick-or-treating oh got it got it got it got it <laughs> so you would wait you would have to wear a snowsuit underneath your costume no over it over yeah so basically it was just a bunch of kids wanting candy dressed <laughs> for the snow <laughs> you could have just everybody could have just dressed up as the marshmallow man right every That's year and you could have just exactly yeah, would have saved budget anyway. So a funny thing happened today. Yeah, a funny thing happened today. We were um, w- so on Tuesday we were uh, out and about, and Christy found a credit card 
like just on the sidewalk and mm-hmm. I just recently lost my wallet. And so, and my, I had it as well. Yeah. And so my heart goes out to people that um, lose their credit cards. And so um, we were actually going out to dinner, but I went and sat down in the restaurant and like called, it was like on my phone. Googling well, he normally is on his phone name. during our date nights, but today it actually, like right. it actually had like meaning. Or so she thought. So uh, anyway, so I was googling the name, googling the name, trying to find it, and I found mainly a bunch of dead ends and websites trying to get me to pay them to find out or this person's ancestry or whatever. So I ended up not being able to find the person, um, but I did. Um, but so I just called her bank because I was hoping that maybe she was like still in the area, or whatever, um, and she could just come. She could just come get the card, but that didn't that didn't work out, and so instead we. Um, uh, called the bank called the bank and had the bank they ended up just i think shutting off the card or reporting it as stolen or whatever and went to go send her new ones um and then yesterday she weirdly called you yeah and then we yesterday she, she randomly called number. me i have no idea how she got my number i guess maybe the bank might have given it to her if they saved that or yeah i don't know would have given her my name and then maybe my phone number is easier to find than hers or whatever. So she calls me up and she wanted me to get her card back to her. And lucky for her, I hadn't followed the bank's instructions yet and shredded the card. And so I said, yeah, I can just mail it to you. Um, Cause she, but, she's really old. So she didn't understand that. Cause she kept saying, yeah, I was I like, Oh, well stuff. it got the card probably, you know, it, you're going to need a new card. And she said, well, I need you to get it to me so I can buy stuff with it. And, it's like okay, whatever. And so we, um, uh, I told her I was going to mail it to her. And then today I forgot that we were actually going down to the area where we found the card anyway because we're getting my daughter's haircut down there. And so when I realized we were going down there, I was like, I'm going to save some time instead of mailing it, and I'll just drop it off at her house. Plus, I had worked up this entire theory in my head that what <laughs> happened is, especially since I found out she was an older lady. What I thought is that she was an older woman that was extremely wealthy, lived in a beautiful house in uh, this part of town called Edmonds down on the waterfront near Seattle. And so she had a beautiful house in downtown Edmonds and um, everybody – Everybody that was in her life only liked her because of her money and only stayed around her because of her money. But she's this old dying lady. She's on her deathbed and she's got she's got grandkids and they're all spoiled brats. And every time they come around, they're just fucking around on their iPhones and playing on their iPads, always asking her for money because they want to go to the store or whatever. So all of a sudden, like somebody she gets this call just out of the blue from a good Samaritan that found her credit card. And this person, you know, obviously could have taken advantage of the fact that they found this credit card i think her name was diane or something when we picked it up christy even at first was like hey how about we have dinner on diane tonight and i was like no was christy joking. we're good people <laughs> this isn't what we do <laughs> and so it's so dan's she's on her deathbed she's not she's got all these great all these people in her Yet life she was out walking around in Edmonds with her well, credit card you never know i mean she right okay who knows? Okay. Rich people still go for walks. Okay. okay. Or maybe she was on a Segway. <laughs> she was riding her Segway around <laughs> Edmonds to look at the water. Okay. okay. <clears throat> so, D- Diane, um, then all this, so she gets the call out of the blue. This good hearted man. And uh, I made mention. Oh, wait, of, you're still talking about you? Yeah. Okay. And all the out of the blue wants to return this card to her. Okay. And so then I show up. 
I give her the card back and she says, just to spite, you know, she's probably dying. She's dying. She knows she's going to okay. die soon. She just decides out of the blue, I don't want any of these people in my life to get a single penny of my money because the only reason they're here is for my money. That's the only reason they're ever around. My grandkids are spoiled. Everybody's just using me for my money. And so I show up, I return her card, and she hands me over the deed to her house. It says, Jeremy, that I want you to have this. Are you going to live there with her? I don't need, well, no, because she's uh. transitioning to hospice care soon. <laughs> This is a laugh. You need to sleep more. <laughs> so anyway, so all of that. So I'm like, you know what? Better than mailing it. Because in that case, I would have had to just make sure that my return address was on the envelope. <laughs> so she knew where to send the deed. Better than that. She can see my, see, look deep into my, my beautiful blue eyes. And, and as she hands over the deed to her blue house. Okay, ha- Hazel eyes or green. brown. Green. Okay. Whatever. So anyway, so we go over to go drop this thing off today and, and I say, oh, I'm down in, I'm actually down in Edmonds getting my daughter's haircut. So we're going to, I'll just swing by and drop off the card while we're out. She's like, okay, perfect. Told me where she lives. Mentioned an apartment number, which I was a little. That's the okay. re-offer game. It's yeah. a bad sign. Maybe it's a condo. Maybe it's a condo. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a friend's apartment. Maybe that's just where she was. Right. She didn't want you to know exactly. So we go over there. Oh, and, and my daughter had got her haircut. My sister showed up, decided to go have like girl time with my daughter and like do girl things or whatever. And so me and Christy, um, apparently Christy's not a girl or didn't get invited, um, went to. It's <laughs> not true. <laughs> decided to walk to this person's house. So we walked to Diane's house. Well, I house. wanted out deed to a house too. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we walked to Diane's house and we get there and we show up and. It's not, it's not looking good. It's My, a senior living apartment. <laughs> there's, there's like four weird looking de- decrepit old ladies that With probably small have, dogs. <laughs> that probably have um, dementia and don't understand what's going on sitting around in the lobby of a secure building. I'm yeah. like, oh Jesus, I've been to enough old folks homes to know where this is going. <laughs> so I, but you never, so I dialed, I dialed the, um, extension for I dialed the extension and, uh, Somebody came and let us in. I was like, I'm here to see Diane. Apparently, she's in 103. And, oh, Diane, you're right down the hall. So we go down the hall. As I'm coming around, somebody comes out of the hallway. Um, so Diane comes out of the hallway wearing like wh- what I would describe as house pants, probably. <laughs> Night or pants, probably yep. what she calls her house, except for. You can't call them night pants because it was 11 o'clock <laughs> in the morning. Well, when you're like 80, all pants are <laughs> night pants. <laughs> no I mean, shoes. because she probably woke up at four in the morning, <laughs> has already eaten dinner. <laughs> yeah. It's nighttime. Yeah. Uh, no shoes. No shoes. I don't think she even knew where she was or what was going on. No. You're making her seem like because of what happens next, you're making her so seem she, senile, but that's not true. <clears throat> She's very senile. Um, <laughs> Then she goes, she's, oh, hey, thank you. And I hand her my card, and she, or I hand her the card, and she goes, oh, thank you, thank you. And and I said, you're going to want to go to the bank because your card's they been canceled, yeah. and they're going to have to give you new cards. She doesn't oh, understand. Yeah, she has no idea what's going on. And then she looks at Christy, and she looks at me, and she goes, oh, after talking to you on the phone, I thought that you were going to be like a 20-year-old with a little 8-year-old girl, <laughs> which, I mean, the, the math there is, yeah. should have been a sign. Yeah. She's not in a... Good state of mind. Okay. So what happened is that she actually 
thought that Christy was my daughter. <laughs> it was my favorite day ever. It was basically fucking Diane. So Diane it, and I are besties now. <laughs> <laughs> it got weird when Christy wanted to go back to the place. Right. The, Can I start calling you Grandma? You know, I don't have any grandmas. <laughs> Can I start calling you Granny? <laughs> Nana. <laughs> Want to go to the grocery store with your new... So needless to say, I didn't get any... Uh, Deeds to the house. I didn't get any deeds to the house. Just like my, a backhanded rich, compliment. <laughs> yeah. Not even a backhanded. Just a, I just got backhanded <laughs> by some decrepit old oh, ha- I hag. Gonna, and even if you were 22, I mean, was she going to like take you to her room? Like, I don't know. I'll show you. <laughs> also, People like it when they take out my teeth. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so that was that. was that. Yeah, that was, was disappointing. I really thought oh. that really thought that i was <clears throat> that was gonna solve all of our our job situations <gasps> yeah, i wouldn't have stuff, had to have a job anymore didn't happen but i ha- do have a new best friend who lives in a senior home yeah diane <laughs> christy and diane yep. bffs forever yeah yeah and then what was the other thing that we were going to talk about your blowjob class christy's gonna go to a blowjob no, class no no, no no christy needs to go to a blowjob no class. no no that's no. very rude that you just said that <laughs> okay um our friend of the show courtney texted me a link that babeland has all these classes all the time you can babeland is what not everybody knows a sex toy shop in seattle ah an adult adult sexual toy depot Yes, depot. <laughs> it's like the Costco. Yes, of in Seattle, the, the the sex stores have cool names like Toys and Babeland, and in Everett, uh, the shitty part of Seattle where we live, um, it uh, they have names like the Porn Barn. Porn Barn. <laughs> yeah. Does that have sex toys though? Oh yes. I've never yes. been to the Porn Barn. <laughs> it used to be like actually an airport hangar or something, yes. right? Yep. And now it's the Porn Barn. I have been there ironically ironically i went oh, there sure. mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah because what kind of savage actually buys porn nowadays let's be honest so you drove all the way up to here to ironically look at porn no i had friends that used to live right down the street from there okay. and we drove by it a million times and one time we were driving by and i was like we're going there of course so we did. did yeah i've seen it because it's right by the starbucks we all put on our ironic mustaches before we went in and ate some bacon yeah yep awesome um so yeah our friend courtney said um we should take this class i'm only a little kidding and i looked at it and i thought oh that would be fun um but it's very expensive it's like 37 dollars or something like that and i said i was telling jeremy about it because you know what though you can't put a price on a good blowjob a good a a good blowjob is priceless that's like i think that's a mastercard commercial or whatever right right (laughs) Gas to Seattle, eight dollars. <laughs> but large latte, four dollars. Well, Blowjob class, thirty-seven dollars. <laughs> the feeling of getting your penis put in somebody else's mouth, priceless. Jeez. <laughs> in fear of having yet another podcast talk about my. Um, <laughs> sexual prowlessness <laughs> or um deviancy i won't i won't discuss my take on blowjobs or okay. whatever but um 
So I was reading it and it said, singles, couples, and groups of every gender and sexual orientation are invited to attend our workshops and events. So I was telling Jeremy like, oh, if it wasn't, you know, 38 bucks, that would be like a fun date night. And what did you say? I said that I probably wouldn't want to go to a class as a couple where they're talking about blowjobs because I would just be thinking about every other woman in the room giving me a blowjob the whole time. <laughs> no, I mean, and not, not, not you. Just oh, I'd be included. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Just everybody. Probably the guys too. I just... Oh no. <laughs> I'd probably just everybody. I there probably wouldn't be any other guys there. Actually, there probably Maybe. would be yeah. other guys there. <laughs> but so, yeah, yeah. I don't get that. I mean, I don't. I don't understand. What? Blowjobs? No, I understand. I understand. I understand blowjobs, but I don't understand what why a couple would want to go or why you think that that would be a good date night. I that feels to me like something that that you would like go do with the girls. I guess maybe like to you teach all you go, how to be a good receiver. I don't know. How does one be a good receiver? There's ways. Okay. Be uh, 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 an appreciative uh-huh. receiver. Okay. I can tell you some stories. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I guess, I guess. So, so you're not gonna go? No, it's too expensive. All right. Would you take w- a sponsorship? I wanted <laughs> like if we could if we could get you a scholarship. Well, I wanted to tell Courtney like she could give me forty bucks and I would teach her everything I know. I have lots of experience. Oh, uh, yeah, but probably like a, uh, maybe not the full 40. Like probably oh, a discount. Half. I'll no, give her half. 20. Off. Right. 20, yeah. So, and Courtney, I could like provide for $20. Her with pictures so, and for videos. half the cost, you can give half as good as a blowjob. I think as I could. No. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I mean, really, probably like, unless you're like, unless there's blood involved, unless there's like some kind of teeth situation happening that that draws blood i i probably any man would just be excited to have his penis in somebody's mouth i would assume Mm. i assume (laughs) i mean i don't have a penis but i can tell you that i've heard stories and just because there isn't like biting that doesn't mean that it can't that's not good Got Does it. that make sense? <laughs> no. Haven't you had a bad experience? We have to have, you told like, a, you used to tell stories to all the girls about how you had a bad experience. <laughs> what? In the same in the we same should have a, kind should, of situation where you would tell them that you feel guilty when you get a blowjob and you Well, that's a thing though. I did do did. But then also you would tell a story about how you had an awful one. And that and that kind of turned you off from it too. This no. was just like a story you would tell all all the girls you were trying to <laughs> trying to what trying, trying to like wrangle in or some <laughs> some kind of shenanigans. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know I'm telling the truth. I have no idea what you're talking about. But I think that we should have an entire episode about like sex injuries sometime. Like we need to oh. we need to gather all of our sex yes. related injury stories from friends and see if we can put together a nice uh, a nice little piece on. Yeah, I have a couple on that. Yeah, I have a couple. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so no class unless we can no get class. you some kind of. 
I think oh, it's tomorrow, oh. so it's okay. going to be... <laughs> no. They have classes all the time, and Courtney says they do free ones, too. So, like, it's not a no. Yeah, but some things might be worth paying for. I know. You get what you pay for, so... I could do that while you go to church. This could be my church. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sorry. It's okay. Sorry, so, not sorry. Leading into the airplane situation, did you have an airplane story that you wanted to tell before? Or do you want to do it after? So, um, first, I when this first happened, um, we both this were being like the Malaysian airplane yeah, thing, the yeah. Malaysian air, airline. We for how many days is it now? Seven, eight. Yeah. Um, Jeremy was like really into it. We both were into it, and I just said, "I don't, I don't believe anything I'm hearing because." The like Chinese, Malaysian, all that like government, I don't trust him at all. He thought uh, he like made fun of me. He's like, what do you mean you don't trust? And I'm like, I don't trust anything that the Chinese government puts out at all. And he thought I was being ridiculous. But now we are like starting to find out things that they have been keeping secrets and not revealing all the stuff. So that's interesting. And let's listen because my story has um, it, it reminded me of, of something that they had said in the interview. Okay, so here we are with a um, with our good friends, Mike, Mike and Will, <laughs> um, and um, Mike and Will are both. Are you guys both pilots? Yes. Yep. Nice. You're both pilots. That is uh, that is awesome. So you guys are um, our most distinguished guests ever. are now our <laughs> resident uh, aviation and, and aeronautics experts on on the show but um you're already one step ahead of cnn <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, <no. Totally. laughs> I, I know i know last night when like there was that big news that came out at like midnight or whatever they had some press conference and they were talking about uh they were talking about how they now potentially maybe think that it was hijacked or something and and uh Every like the only news agency that was covering it right when that press conference was happening was Fox. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I found some information from jihadwatch.org. So, I mean, that's equally as credible, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Well, remember they had Bill Nye showing us what a black box was last week, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. That is... <laughs> it's not a, it's not a porn search term either. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's it's called a flight data recorder, Christy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> One thing that I've loved about this last week is how all of a sudden everybody on Twitter has become experts in uh, in, in airplane um, crash <laughs> facts. Well, everybody's entitled to an opinion, but uh, uh, I don't know if they're any more credible than uh, than the next guy. <laughs> well, that's good enough. You guys are the most credible person, people. Right. You're trained that we've ever had on the yeah. podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Will, Will, why don't you go first? Wait, 
What? Yeah, okay, yeah, Will. So why don't you guys just start real quick with, uh, I mean, you can tell us a little bit about your experience with uh, airplanes and, you know, how much, how long you've been flying or whatever. And then, uh, why don't you, Will, why don't you start and just tell us real, like, what, what, what you think happened? Oh, good grief. Well, the funny thing is that Mike and I have actually known each other for, well, since high school. Then we started flying. I started in 91. Got my first real airline job, if you want to call it that, uh, with a regional airline in 95. And then uh, went on to the first big airline in 2000, just in fact, for, uh, for 2001, you know, 9-11, oh, to uh, give me some un- unscheduled vacation. And then uh, I went on to fly uh, corporate jets for a brief period the rich, famous, people who think they're famous kind of thing, and uh, then on to another regional airline, and then where I've been now for, for eight years. Nice. Do you know my background, then? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, that, it's fairly parallel as well. Um, I started flying after college uh, in the early 90s, also flew to a regional airline for a while. Got hired at a big U.S. carrier uh, in early 2001, Subsequently, was laid off after 9/11, and bounced around doing some other airline or aviation jobs in the interim. And then I got recalled to my airline in 2006. And you've both been flying for just commercial. You currently are flying for uh, uh, unnamed commercial airlines. Yeah, true statement. That's, yes. that's correct. Nice. And so uh, how has this whole, like, I mean, obviously it's kind of been the thing that everybody's been talking about lately. D- when stuff like this happens, <clears throat> does it affect you guys at all, or is is work just kind of as it is? Oh, I don't know. I mean, you, you get 6,000 questions, and it probably gives you something to discuss in the cockpit, yeah. but everybody's got their own different theories. But I don't think it affects much. I probably get... Uh, more questions from the kids than I do anybody else sometimes. Yeah, friends who know that I fly but don't really know that much about it will ask me ask me questions or my opinion. But other than that, that really doesn't it doesn't affect the day to day. Yeah, and you you get anymore. You get strangers with podcasts that you've never heard of calling you <laughs> <laughs> randomly on a Saturday night. So we can... When you just want to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we got to strike while the iron's hot, so yes. we figured we figured this would be the week to do it. So, I guess, uh, the, my, like, one big question that I have is, like, it, is there anything? Well, I mean, obviously, there's been some developments as of yesterday, I guess, but uh, it, is this like the all the kind of sensationalism and the the hype that surrounded all of this? Is is it just people like getting swept up in the story, or is there anything that's actually? unique or bizarre about this? Oh, I think there's plenty that's bizarre about it. I mean, when you and I started texting about this days ago or whatever, I was 100% sure you'd find a debris field Mm -hmm. in shallow water and, you know, we'd have an accident, either, you know, if it's a terrorist act or a bomb or some type of a uh, a situation the pilots encountered that they were incapable of contending with, but then, you know, the more that they determine, and actually the more the Malaysian government actually decides to reveal then it gets strange. I think there's more to it than that when you find out that that the thing was uh, basically flown between several altitudes and along a track, um, a navigational track that I think only somebody who uh, has the experience to, to program the box to do, then it gets real real mysterious, real strange. Yeah, and, and I think part of it <clears throat> is that it's hard to gauge what the is letting us know. Uh, it, it's 
a place that most people in the United States probably couldn't even find on a map. And we're so used to instant information here. It's it's been so piecemeal and so haphazard. The information that's been coming out, it's kind of hard to figure what direction the investigation is actually going for me, just because it hasn't been very cohesive. Um, what we have been getting, although I I do think some of the stuff I've been reading has been completely ridiculous. You know, with the lost clarity or which? <laughs> well, and that they can continue to fly for seven hours, even though mm-hmm. the flight was only scheduled for six, and, and that they could drop a little radar. I mean, some of the stuff they haven't talked about is if, if the airplane dropped that low, they're going to be burning a lot of gas. And there was some there was some speculation that they landed in some little island out in the middle of the ocean, and, and that that takes a long runway, a wide runway, and someone who's fairly skilled to get the airplane down there. And then the idea that they would somehow get gas to that little island and take the airplane off and use it for, for bad things just seems so far-fetched. It's, it seems like people have way too much time on their hands to come up with weird ideas. Yeah. Well, of course. Because I've seen the 777s land in Maui, and, and you know, that's 7,000 feet, and it looks short. So you figure minimum you need 5,000 feet, somebody who's on their game. And, and if they're landing as heavy as they were, there's, there's that, no way. I don't see that uh, being plausible, aside from, you know, how you keep presumably nearly, what, 200 people with cell phones quiet once you do land. Well, that, I mean, this is kind of, I guess, a morbid question, but, I mean, what do you think let's say that it, let's say that it was hijacked and the plane is still in one piece do you think that there's even any possibility that those people are still alive i boy i don't know uh, you know trying to eat airline food for a week alone would kill them so <laughs> <laughs> i honestly i honestly think they'll find a, i think they're going to find a crash site at some point yeah yeah I, I do too, especially when the the uh, the satellite handshakes the engines and the other. There, there's certain data that's exchanged over the uh, the ACAR system, which is a, a radio that one of the devices that was switched off, and and the pings from that indicate that it was lost for a good five hours, which puts it over much deeper water along one of two tracks, and, and you know who knows what happened after that. But if you look at the uh, the video, if you go on Google or look up Ethiopian 961, which is a, a 767 that was uh, put into water by a very skilled pilot at the time, and uh, that looked smooth and it didn't turn out so well for anybody. I can't even fathom that the, any type of a, a sully situation works out in, in this, yeah. much less the, the landing of a deserted island someplace. So, so if um, I, I, maybe a, you guys can explain it a little bit more clearly, but the the additional, like the, you've talked a few times about the plane staying in the air for another five or six hours after they thought it disappeared originally. Um, is that, is that regardless of why that happened? Is, is that uh, for sure that that actually happened? Do they, did they know that for sure? The, the stuff I saw today in the case, yeah, there were handshakes from, uh, believe it or not, there's all kinds of, uh, information that that airplane exchanges with, uh, ground based facilities, including the engines are constantly talking. I, I've landed before, had the mechanics show up and say the you know the uh, engines phoned home and they want oil, you know. So there, it, apparently there was some of that information uh, that was exchanged via satellite data several hours afterwards. I'm looking through the uh, online stuff and I think it was about five hours afterwards, which is what led to that posturing that it was uh, still off for for that long. So the the fact that it was in the air for an additional whatever five or six hours, uh, but there was no distress call or anything like that. I mean, do you, what would cause that? 
Well, that's true. They didn't initiate a distress call, nothing on an automated basis. Uh, none of the radios were switched to, to distress signals. And, you know, even if you had a mechanical failure, the chances that the, I don't know that airplane, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't load shed um, electrically vital components like the ATAR system or the radar, or not the radar, rather the radio. Uh, I just uh, don't, I don't see that happening. So that's the only thing you can think of. And it says here, too, that the airplane uh, what, climbed to 45,000 feet, then made the sharp turn to the west, then descended unevenly, quote-unquote, to 23,000 feet, and then started climbing again. So yeah, it was uh, obviously under some kind of control, just not terribly, uh, I don't know, good control. Yeah, and w- would there be uh, would there be any reason for that? I mean, uh, do, does a pattern like that does that suggest that uh, something went wrong with the plane, or does is did the I don't know? I mean, I know that there's been instances in the past of pilots kind of going nuts and doing stuff. I mean, do you have any any well, thought or? <laughs> it, yeah, well, and I don't know. You, you can answer that, Mike. But I would think that in terms of this whole suicide pact business, that you know, if somebody really wanted to uh, to commit suicide, why you want to fly five hours before you finally uh, finally do makes no sense. You might as well just auger it in early and often and, and get it over with. So I don't know that that makes as much sense as maybe the hijacking philosophy. Yeah, and I agree with Will on that. And and I didn't know the information that they went up to forty five thousand and then down to twenty three almost. That heavy of an airplane at forty five thousand almost sounds like they stalled it and had some control issues. Which is, it, it is above the certified ceiling for it, right? And and they were relatively heavy because they had enough gas to go to Beijing. So, but it also sounds like even though they may not have had super skilled ability to fly the airplane, if if that were the case that they went up that high and stalled, it does sound like someone had some basic knowledge of how to turn off the transponder. Uh, so they wouldn't be detectable on radar, and then how to pull some circuit breakers as well. Uh, it sounds like to me uh, to disable at least electrically disconnect certain parameters, so they wouldn't be in communi- You know, somebody wouldn't be able to pick them up on radar. <clears throat> yeah, and, and the military radar tracks do show that it followed, uh, you know, a track, an oceanic track of sorts. So, I mean, you've got to be smart enough to to get that information into the box. And- you yeah, get it right. navigate that yeah, way. you'd have to program it into the into the flight management computer of the airplane and then have the autopilot connect to that to track. Somebody isn't going to be able to hand fly that airplane at that altitude yeah. very well. <laughs> is, is, no. it, yeah. is it um, bizarre that, that somebody would have the uh, knowledge of the plane to know how to disable all of those systems and, uh, you know, steer it and all that kind of stuff? And uh, but then drive it somewhere where they were just going to run out of gas over the ocean and crash. No, okay. no. <laughs> <laughs> it, it seems... that, that smacks of somebody that did some stuff online or had someone had someone send them information about certain specifics of the aircraft, mm-hmm. but they haven't flown very much. Yeah, yeah. Be, be, behold the power of Google meets Darwin's angels. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, geez. So, I, I, do you have any thoughts uh, about what? I don't know if you guys have put any thoughts into it. I don't understand. Like in an age where you can literally buy, you can, I mean, I've, I've seen like Russian fighter jets that, that you can buy on eBay. I don't understand why somebody would go to this length to try and steal a huge airplane like that. 
Yeah, well, you saw, I, I'm sure it's in a garage somewhere lowered and having uh, ground effects put on it. <laughs> allowed, in a, allowed custom exhaust. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Fuzzy dice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and a dream catcher. Don't forget the dream catcher. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's why I think it crashed. That's the other thing. It, it, it's a big airplane. It's a big airplane. The engines on this thing are as, as wide as the fuselage, the body of the airplane that Will flies. It's not something you could take and hide effectively, especially with over 200 people on it. And you brought that up earlier about, the well, you think they're still alive. I mean, the idea that you could take a, a plane that's 210 feet long and, and hide it somewhere it seems really implausible to me in this day and age where everything is covered with satellites. Right, yeah. And maybe I, I'm, I don't actually ever watch um, the news. So, uh, I mean, I've just, like, picked up what I have off of what I've... Uh, what I've read online and stuff, but, um, so this is probably something that everybody else knows and is yelling at me, but, um, let's say that it did, it did crash, you know, wherever this new location that they think that it might've flown to as of last night. Um, is it, uh, is it uncommon or unusual that we haven't been able to pick up? Uh, Cause doesn't the, um, you know, isn't there some kind of alarm or, or transponder or whatever that goes off when it, if it impacts either the ground or, or water, isn't there like a, there's well, the black boxes are programmed to, to send a, a ping or a signal. And, but that's a little different. And in, in the wake of the uh, air France crash, there were some recommendations that automatic uh, systems be put in place that did exactly what you're suggesting. So that in, you know, rapid or irregular movement of the aircraft, some kind of uh, strange key loading or whatnot that they would phone home and automatically send a distress signal. But, but I doubt that that, uh, well, in fact, as wife is that that was not uh, implemented on the fleet. It's just a suggestion. And, uh, you know, if they're down in the Indian Ocean, I think 12,000 feet deep, it doesn't matter how hard the, uh, the the boxers may be pinging, you've got 30 days before they stop pinging, and, uh, and they're in very, very deep water, yeah. if that's the case. So, if, if, I'm sorry, they've also been looking in the wrong spot, potentially. Yeah. Yeah, because so I, I imagine they're moving their search to their new place. So uh, if uh, if it is sitting in water that's you know that deep, um, and they're actually looking in the right spot, uh, is it so deep that we they won't be able to find it still? Or I well, boy, I don't know. They, Air France is in more shallow water, and it took them five days to find it, but they knew exactly where the last uh, position was on it, and it took over two years to retrieve the data. So. It, it could take a long time, even once they do find it, to, to get it. And the thing about how the airplane went in, um, you know, it's called the perfect sully landing or whatnot, and it fills with water and sinks. Well, that's not much of a debris field, or if it goes in essentially clean, but if it breaks up, and there should be enough of a debris field to find. But what, seven seven days of uh, oceanic current moving that debris around? Yeah. Yeah, and if, if they if they ran out of fuel or stalled it or something, and went, it went in straight... Uh, you know, the, 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 I think eventually they'll find something, but it, it could very well be little pieces. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, um, before we, uh, I, I have a list of, of several theories that I wanted to go over with you guys, but before, before we jump into that, um, do you, do you have any kind of, uh, any final thoughts or anything that you wanted to say that we hadn't chatted about yet? Uh, standard disclaimer that uh, our opinion is no more uh, or less valid than anybody else's. I mean, everybody's just guessing at this point with very, very sketchy information. 
you know, our, our wives would tell you that we're not qualified to have an opinion about anything. So <laughs> there, there you go. The only thing I would add is is that, and I think this is partly because it's a carrier that's that's foreign. There weren't a lot of Americans on it. Is that it's? I guess it's a little bit sad that we have immediately jumped into, as you said, nine different conspiracy theories, and right. we've sort of neglected to realize to talk about the fact that there are a lot of people on this thing. And there's a lot of family members and so forth that are suffering, and that's the part that really saddens me. Is, is you know they've just been waiting in limbo for what eight days in, now in, in limbo and finding out that information's been withheld now for days, little bits and pieces here and there. Yeah. yeah. And is that is that because it's a foreign carrier and and restrictions aren't as tight, or I mean, is there a reason that there's been? It seems like every twenty minutes I'm hearing something different, and then oh, we were wrong, we didn't actually see anything, or uh, there's just been so much back and forth. I have no idea how things are disseminated in Malaysia. That's the only thing I can think is that yeah. that perhaps they're not as well organized and it's not as uh, as open a society perhaps as we have, and, and information doesn't flow as quickly and freely. Yeah, they think it could be a very political element to it, and the fact that you're piecing together information that's coming from multiple foreign governments with uh, differing willingness to share information with one another, much less the world, complicates it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, bizarre. I have a question. Um, if I use my phone on a plane, will I take it down? <laughs> <laughs> it depends on whether or not you hit the pilot hard enough in the head. <laughs> no, you won't. When I first got my iPhone, I I didn't really, I like shut it off, but it just kind of went into sleep, like not a sleep mode, but I didn't actually turn it off. And when I got off the plane, my brother-in-law flipped out and he said, that's it. You could have killed us. Like, he just didn't talk to me the entire trip because I could have murdered the whole plane of people because I didn't know how to turn my phone No. Off. You know, back in the early, early days of cell phones, you know, the big bricks or whatnot, the analogs, um, there was, and that was before they started shielding aircraft systems near as well. You know, an analog phone ringing, for instance, uh, in checked baggage in the cargo hold could trigger false fire warnings and things like that. Um yeah, I remember bulletins about that, but but nowadays I, I think it's extremely unlikely. There, there's still uh, we still implement precautions when we have very very low weather and things like that. Even though you're allowed to use the uh, the phones on board now, they're still strictly prohibited when we have low weather, just as a precaution. Just because I, I think nobody ever ever knows, and you certainly want to close that loophole in interest to safety. I just hope, especially. Oh, go go ahead. I'm sorry, especially aloft, you're not even going to get a signal. Yeah, yeah. to be able to make a phone call. Yeah, I hope it keeps like that because I don't want people on their phones. That would just be really <laughs> no. annoying. <laughs> yeah, agreed wholeheartedly. People are annoying enough on their phones in fucking Starbucks. <laughs> let, alone, <laughs> let alone when you're crammed next to them and with 200 other people on an airplane. Uh, all right, so man, some of these I'm going to skip because they're just that stupid. Um, aliens. Aliens is number one on the list. <laughs> Do we think that there's any chance that there's aliens? Or, secondary question, I've heard a lot of stories from pilots that have seen mysterious things while they're flying. Have you guys ever encountered anything un- unexplainable uh, in the skies? <laughs> no, mylar balloons. It's about as exotic as it gets. The northern lights. Oh, you've seen the northern lights from that plane? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) Many times. Uh, I've never seen anything at all remotely odd. Got it. Besides the fact that they let me fly an airplane. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, do you think that, uh, let's see, Iranians kidnapped engineers. So do you think that this could have potentially been any kind of kidnapping, anything like that? Or an attempted kidnapping? Boy, I don't know that that one makes sense. I'd love, to, I'd love to have the perfect snarky comment for it, but I don't know, Mike. The only thing I can think is that I, I really hope that people use birth control because there's way too many stupid people with too much free time. <laughs> on the on the theories, you mean? Yes. Listen, coast to coast, Joel, you'll hear them in action. Oh gosh. And that's where you'll get your uh, your alien solution. You should probably just tune into that, or I think. Uh, my son's been listening to it at night. We'll just ask him. <laughs> Years of therapy ahead of me. Oh, wow. This one is that somebody believes that it was the Illuminati because on the uh, Wikipedia page for the airplane, somebody noted that it was the 404th triple seven that was produced. And uh, as web aficionados may know, apparently a, a 404 error means uh, error or a 404 means error not found. So they think <laughs> they think that it has to do with the uh, the number. Way too much time on their hands. <laughs> wow. There's, yeah. No. I so I mean, is there? I'll, I'll ask this. I mean, I, I have just been like geeking out uncontrollably about the Apollo missions lately because I've been my dad loaned me the series from the Earth to the Moon and and I just have watched through that whole thing and I know you know Apollo thirteen and all that kind of stuff. Uh, d- is there like a do they skip row thirteen in airplanes or d- is there no flight number thirteens? No. <laughs> yeah, no. They didn't skip. They didn't skip it. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. They've been known to renumber them for other strange and wonderful reasons. So, like the exit rows all stay in the same spot despite different fleets for the same airline. But yeah, no, 13's still there. The only thing that'll happen is if, if, a, if a crash happens, the airline will retire that number oh, okay. so that people don't people don't have that in their head when they go to book a flight. That makes sense. That's oh. That would make sense. Wow. Um, there's a new Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> have you guys um do you do you guys have any um uh do you give any cadence to the the theory of the Bermuda Triangle? <laughs> I've flown to Bermuda, that's about it. No, I don't. <laughs> and you made it back. You made it back to yeah, speak about it. I, I think that's also a porn a porn search term, but right. <laughs> <laughs> if you play, if you care that with black box, your computer will blow up. Yeah. <laughs> This one is amazing, um, and I'm not going to get into the details behind it because it is way too much to read. But the the short version is there was some kind of miniature hydrogen bomb controlled by an iPhone app that created a miniature black hole and vaporized the entire jetliner. <laughs> that one seems legit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the most legit one you've possibly get. You got it. What's even more insane is that they actually have like links to articles about it in this article as to somehow that could actually be a thing that exists. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, okay, so the the last one and this is actually a question that i had earlier is that uh the plane landed somewhere and is waiting to be used as a weapon and i that's actually like a legitimate question for you guys like do you think that that holds any water 
Well, uh, you know, it was already, it had all the gas in the world needed to be an effective weapon and could have been steered over populated areas, whether or not it was where they wanted it at the time that it disappeared from radar and made the turn. Uh, it seems like you, you certainly would go to a lot less trouble by taking the opportunity early rather than diverting it, refueling it, and trying to figure that all out. But that, that's the slimmest, most plausible one. Yeah. That would be my issue, as I mentioned earlier. It would have to be a coordinated effort, the likes of which we've never seen. They would have to have had a place to land it, and then they're going to have to get gas out to it, and a lot of gas. This is a big, big airplane. It takes a tremendous amount of fuel um, to, to, to fly anywhere and, and have it be a potent weapon. I, you know, I've heard they're, they're starting to look more closely at the, at the pilots. Um, the only thing I noticed is that the first officer was, was fairly young, and had that was fairly inexperienced. Yeah, twenty seven hundred hours. Yeah, and and in the United States, anyway, you would not find someone that young and that inexperienced at the controls of that kind of an airplane. Yeah, but there's a little bit of that culturally. There's a difference, and and I don't know for sure Malaysian's culture, um, the the airline's culture, but in some cases they'll hire very very low time uh, first officers or co-pilots, and they they sit there and kind of soak up the ability to to learn to fly and fly the airplane over years and years and years before they transition to a captain's position, and that just doesn't happen in the United States. We 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 hire early and often with tons of experience and and uh, deep knowledge. So, I mean, maybe there's some question for that, but there's just as much on mine and these guys are pretty solid folks. Yeah, well, the captain was was vastly experienced, so it certainly appears that something weird happened to those guys. Yeah. Yeah, and w- what about the whole thing with the, uh, I guess, the couple passengers that um, that boarded with fake passports or whatever? Is that just um, something that happens all the time and we never knew about it? Now now it just happened that a plane crashed and so everybody's talking about it? Well, I don't think so in this chunk of the world. I don't think you get away with that. But but everybody seems to, uh, sadly, have kind of shrugged their shoulders and said, well, that's just human trafficking. Get over it. And, uh, you know, they're affiliated with it or something along those lines. And the only thing I read was that Interpol said that there's something like 39 million passports that have been stolen and their thought was that these two guys were looking for asylum in Germany. Yeah. And U.S. carriers, and I think some uh, European carriers, do, when they when they scan your passport, they do run it against that list to make sure your passport hasn't been stolen, but it's not a universally applied requirement worldwide. Yeah. So I'm not sure whether Malaysia did that or not. It certainly doesn't appear as though they did. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for your... Uh Thanks so much for your input. I guess we'll just kind of keep uh, hanging out and waiting. It's I, I have just had um, it, it like like you said. I think Mike, it was you that said. Uh, I, I think that um, uh, the the struggle for me has that been uh, on one part. Like uh, obviously, I'm kind of curious as to what happens, but on the other part, I realize that this is uh, you know we're talking over 200 people that are uh, that are missing along with their their family and everything like that. So it's a little bit frustrating to see just some of the sensationalism and hype that's gone on in the media. When at the end of the day, I just hope, I hope that we uh, find the plane soon and figure out what happened. Yeah, great completely. Yep. And if, if you feel smarter from this conversation, I'm, I'm very sorry. That doesn't bode well for you, but we're happy to help. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, hopefully, hopefully when next time we need to call in our, uh, the, the, the nerd out loud, um, uh, airplane expert crew, it will be under less, uh, <laughs> less dire circumstances, but thanks. Yeah, uh, no. Thanks for talking guys. 
Thank you. We'll, we'll see you at the next time Corolla concert. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Bye. Good night. Good night. There's something happening here. But what it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there. That was an interesting interview. Straight from the lion's mouth. Straight from the shepherd's craw, as they say. Who's they? Who says that? What business? Podcasts, podcasting. Okay. I listen to all podcasts, so you probably probably don't know. Right. I wouldn't understand it. Um, So, yeah, it sounds like from what they're saying is that... They think it did crash and we'll find a crash site. Probably, yeah. Yeah, but it probably wasn't it. I don't, my takeaway, and I kind of wish that I would have asked this at the time. My mm-hmm. takeaway was that their overall sense was that it probably was hijacked or some, you know, something shady. Yeah, something shady happened, but that it's gone. That it's not that they've been kidnapped. The plane didn't get landed somewhere. That no the aliens. Plane, they, yeah. No rip in the time-space continuum or space-time continuum. Yeah, or no black hole. No uh, lost situation. <laughs> made by a thing, yeah. It's not uh, Snowden's fault somehow. Yeah. It's not Obamacare's <laughs> doing. Um, yeah, that, and that seems reasonable that it, I mean, it's still crappy, but that some kind, and, and they were talking about the first officer, the co-pilot, was very young didn't have very many flight hours and that maybe he is the person that took it over and then didn't have an actual plan laid out of what was going to happen. So they they had an interesting thing because we had heard, I mean, there's lots of theories of this plane landed in some kind of like little Island country that's blocking, you know, and then they filled up with gas and they took it and then they're just waiting to take it somewhere and use it as a weapon later on in terrorism, some kind of terrorist act. Um, and, and then they had mentioned that there's no way that that big of a plane that heavy could land in one of these Island runways and then fill up with that much gas without it like being on the radar of anything and then taking off again. And that reminded me of, I was once on a, on a flight I think we were in a 747. I was waiting to hear back from my dad, but he never wrote. Um, And we were coming back from Mexico. And I think we had done layover in Los Angeles. So we were coming home LA to Seattle and it was pretty late at night. It was the last flight. And when we were halfway, we were almost home and, um, I was married at the time and all of a sudden he came running back to the seat and he said, something's happening on the plane. The flight attendants had run back cause I had seen them run to the back of the plane. And they, he said that they were kicking the door to the bathroom in and that they were like yelling. And then all of a sudden the pilot came on and said, everyone to your seat, buckle your seatbelts. And they made a couple more announcements because the fire alarms were going off in the plane and a man came out of the bathroom finally after they were knocking on the door and he had a pack of cigarettes coming out of his pocket and they said, were you smoking? And he said, he kept saying, no, 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 I wasn't smoking. And so basically because the pilot, um, 
they had to assume that he was telling the truth and that something was malfunctioning on the plane. Either there was a fire somewhere or that the fire alarms were um, malfunctioning. So we had to emergency land the plane, which was we were at wherever the top speed is and we had to um, descend super fast. Oh yeah, there was also a lady who had been hysterical the entire flight because it was her first time flying and she was scared of flying. And um, she had been screaming since takeoff. And then they kind of like subdued her and then all of a sudden we're having to emergency land. And for going from top, I don't know all of the like how many miles up we were, but all of a sudden having to descend that fast. I mean, we were like getting air in our seats. That's how fast we were going. And we had to land in Klamath Falls and a 747 landing on that small of they don't they've never had planes that big out of this so it was a tiny runway our plane like really did like a back where the back tail like kind of like swivels because it was like stopping we got near the fence we were on the grass um we had to deplane from the back and um they didn't have the equipment to get us call it deplaning get off i don't know well, they just call it getting off the plane. I don't know. Okay. So we had to, because uh, they we'll, didn't have. We'll have yeah. to tweet us. Let it's us know. The kind Why of, do they call it deplaning? <laughs> it's the kind of airport. getting off the fucking airplane. Where they don't have the the walkway. You just walk onto the tarmac and get into the plane. So we had to get off out of the back, the tail. And because the other one, you just had would have had to jump out of it. And got out, had to sit in the airport. They kept trying to get the guy to tell us that he had smoked in, in the plane because then we could just have left. And they kept say, offering him, if you tell us now, you will not get into trouble. Just please let us go. It was probably midnight. We were all hungry. We had like eaten all the like little applesauce cups and there was nothing in this town was open, obviously. And our luggage was on it. They had to call in townspeople to bring in their pickup trucks to be able to pull our <laughs> luggage off. And then we just sat in this airport for four, five, six hours. Yeah. They had to bring a plane, a different plane in from Seattle. And at this point, my dad worked for the airline. So we were flying standby and he said there was an actual real possibility that we would then get bumped off the plane because they might not bring a big enough plane to fit all of us. So we were, going to be stuck in Klamath Falls. I had to work the next day, like in a couple hours. And there was no car rental places open because everything was closed. The lady who came in to open the airport for us was in her pajamas <laughs> because they close after the last yeah. flight, which is probably like six or seven. And then they brought us the right size plane and they had to move that one out. And the pilot was like, this is a very short runway. And so we had to back up as far back as we could possibly do it to be able to get enough. So, yeah. So that is when they said that it was too, too small um, for that giant plane that, that just reminded me of that situation. So now that also makes me think that that didn't happen. They, they didn't stop for gas somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems insane. I don't unless it's some kind of crazy like North Korean situation. Yeah, and they landed at one of their airports. And I'm just really, really fucking tired of everybody online all of a sudden being an expert in how airplanes are supposed to function. <laughs> like it's just really, really annoying. And people like, oh, well, Jesus, I have somebody that like 
there's like three or four people that I follow that I've just had to mute because they're just like the only thing that they're talking about on Twitter is the fucking airplane. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm just as interested as you, but I, I like will follow new news agencies or check right. the hashtags or whatever. If I want to like learn more about what's going on with the airplane crash via Twitter, I don't need, um, like the bagger at fucking Safeway getting on there and telling me every last little detail or whatever. It just gets well, I I have a friend that annoying. thinks that the plane is in Antarctica. Actually, thinks that. Yes. Actually, thinks. Yes. That. Okay. But um. But yeah. Yeah, I guess. Um, so yeah, is there anything else that you can think of that you wanted to say? We got some exciting things happening next week, right? Superfan Geo's coming into town. Yes. Going to be probably recording a podcast with him, I'm guessing. If he's not too busy yet. Probably the three of us. Maybe the three of us will go to the blowjob class together. <laughs> Me and you and Geo. And Are we going to try some kind of sister-wife situation going on? Yeah, we talked about it last time. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> Remember? So, so yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good. That said, hey, thanks for listening. Oh, that's it? Give us, unless you have something. I don't. Okay. Um, Hope they find the plane and that the families can finally get some closure on the situation. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Um, thanks for listening. We made a website. Did we talk about that last week? I don't even know. Maybe no. we did. Nerd Out Loud Pod dot com it's a placeholder but it works we put the shows up there and oh yeah now we're on stitcher we're we've been on, on stitcher. i'm telling all the places oh we're on stitcher we're on the ms msn <laughs> yeah we're, for the four of you in the world that own a zoom still and and y- use it we're on the microsoft store we're on the blackberry podcast place we're blackberry? on a bunch of places you can i mean yeah probably the only podcast on those things and nobody ever uses them but anyway you can go to our website and find like our tune in radio all that fun That's stuff so um yeah you can find us on twitter at nerd out loud pod find christy on there at kissy eyes k-i-s-s I E Y E S. And now Kiss Jeremy. E-I-S. I'm not on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I wish. So, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. And you're awesome. Let your nerd flag fly. Nope. You do it this time. You Let do it. Let your nerd flag fly. It's not trash. It's not disappear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Hey, how are you? When Jason was at the table, I kept on seeing him look at me. When Jason was at the table, the two people were jealous. Because he was totally texting me all night last night, and I don't know if it's a booty call or not. So, like, what do you think? Do you, did you think that girl was pretty? Think, Christine? Let me take a selfie. No, <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs>
I'm not supposed to be commenting on this. Okay. <laughs> because that song is awful. It's awesome. Okay, first of all. 